That is the band Timber Timber with the song Demon Host. This song just reminds me of the Evil Dead or Barton Fink or just some sort of yeah presence. It's kind of it is kind of Cohen Brothers ish. Cohen Brothers, yes, they were involved in both those things. The new one. The Coen Brothers have some sort of connection to Sam Raimi. The Raimi's? Like, like I think te- camera techniques were borrowed from one to the other. Like, maybe Probably. Blood Simple took the... Um, that kind of... Where they mount the camera on a board and run towards the, things. The, yeah. the floppy cam. Yeah. What is it? The floppy cam? Floppy cam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they took that. The Coen brothers gave Raimi advice for shooting in snow for a simple plan based on their experiences with Fargo. Ha <laughs> ha, Fargo. <laughs> F-A-R-G-E-A-U-X. A-U-X, that's right. Um, yeah. Of course, the, of the town named after the famous uh, Golden Age movie star Bridget Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> I have a cat nipping at my heels. Like, hey, what's up? That means like, it's time to start. Kicking cats across the room. <laughs> Boot. nipping my heels too and tickling my feet. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I am Gene George. I'm Libby Ward. This is a special kind of love. A very special. A groovy kind of love. Oh, a very a very special episode of Shaky Town Radio. It's the cat's pajamas. Yeah, it's uh, the season finale. It's sweeps week. It is sweeps week. It's. I uh, am naked. We we resolve. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're supposed to do for sweeps week? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, resolve some old storylines. We leave right. uh, some things on That's cliffhangers. Right. That's right. Uh, there will be a revelation. Dark secrets come to light. I think I think when when uh, if if Bob joins us, he's gonna walk in the door like Gus Fring at the end of uh, <laughs> that episode of uh, Breaking Bad. Yes, and that's not spoiling anything because you don't know the context. Just so like, I mean the one where he walks into his office and, he, <laughs> and, he's, and he's gonna he's gonna order some more uh, napkins for the chicken store. That one. Spoiler alert. Would you like some napkins? I want to watch. That's the thing. I want to watch all of Gus Fring's activities outside of his uh, criminal enterprises. That'd be kind of great. He like goes and gets car waxed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a, in this show. It's a spinoff called Here's the Fring. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Giancarlo Esposito doesn't have enough to do with uh that. Well, what's that Hunger Games show? Revolution. Yes. Is that Hunger, Hunger Games? Show? Right. Isn't no, it's it? post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Aren't they all fighting each other for food and stuff? No. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like when there's a. When there's like a trend, when there's a trend in cinema and then television tries to capitalize on it, so there's... Oh, really? I didn't think that was... I didn't think that was Hunger Games-esque. I just like, hey, we really need... This Hunger Games thing's a big deal. We need to get some post-apocalyptic kind of, you know... 
thing mm. on here, which is fine. I'm well, not... I mean, that's really how they try to do with anything. If they can make one thing popular, then they'll make it into a board game, and then a musical based on the board game, and then a video game based on the musical. Yeah. I watched, like, the first few. We still have, like, eight episodes of Revolution sitting on the TiVo that are probably never going to get watched. Because that was one of those shows that I when, when it came on, I watched it, I guess maybe because there was nothing else on. I watched it, and then it was so poorly done as opposed to like well first the first episode the premise for those of you who may not have seen the show is um there's a worldwide blackout like electricity stops working Mm -hmm. so the first episode of the show like the pilot i was like okay how do you okay first off we're electrochemical little electrochemical batteries so if you stopped electricity from working every single human being hey let's face it every living thing on the planet besides plants would keel over dead Period. End of story. Everything works on biochemical electricity. So, yeah. it, so I'm like, how the hell do you do that? How do you change the fundamental laws of physics in the universe? Like, you know, so um, that that was my, like, I watched the show just like there has to be an explanation for this. Mm-hmm. The explanation is pretty dumb. And then there were other things like a riot going on in the back room of your- <laughs> that was the NBC uh, public relations <laughs> oh is that yeah they're coming they're coming <laughs> they're gonna junk at us um then it was like it was like uh, all the little inconsistencies of a you know modern society reverting to essentially a muscle powered only society because there's no elect- like like no electricity works at all so then there was like why are you all using why are you all using swords? Mm-hmm. It's like, why aren't you using like muskets? And there's got to be a ton of guns and ammunition laying around. And it's not like gunpowder stopped working. Yeah. And you can reload and make, you can make gunpowder pretty easily. Well, it's, and that's what I'm saying. It's because uh, Katniss uses a bow and arrow. And therefore, we need. I get using yeah. a bow and arrow. That's why. Because that makes sense. We if want a TV show. We can't use Hunger Games, so therefore, we're going to do this little twist. I on guess. It, I never even fine. thought of it. I never even thought of it as a Hunger Games thing because it doesn't have a lot of the over-the-top parts. I mean, it seemed to me to be more like um, I'm trying to think of uh, of a post-apocalyptic thing that it was a lot more like Jericho. Like, Jericho, yeah, like yeah, that actually, that, I think that's when I first started. It's like it's like Jericho, but shitty. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jericho is awesome. Jericho was awesome, and Jericho made sense, you know. And that was the thing is, I watched it because it was nonsensical. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just waiting for them to to try and explain some of the ridiculous shit they were doing. Yeah. It's like if you can make swords, if you can make new swords, and obviously these swords were not like picked up at a, you know, a yard sale. They're like new manufactured swords. That means you can cast metal. That means you can grind metal, which means you can make guns. Yeah. You know, it's like make flintlock muskets. Yes. It was like Jericho, but dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Um, Libby. Yeah. What's your favorite piece of post-apocalyptic media? The Road by Cormac McCarthy. The okay. book or the movie? I which never saw the movie. The book. I never saw the movie either, which is both my favorite post-apocalyptic and also the most incredibly, I don't even want to use the word depressing, because part of the problem was that I have a long queue of books in my, my library queue, and you know, when like I get to the top of the list, I just get the next one from the library and read it, and I had gotten this one, I think, because Dave Eggers, who's one of my favorite authors, had mentioned this as something that was inspirational to him. 
And so, why are you laughing about Because every time someone says Dave Eggers, all I think of is Men in Black. It was like him in an Eggers suit. Uh, so, Dave Eggers, who's an excellent author, uh, recommended Cormac McCarthy. And I was like, great, I should read this. So I just put it on the list and then had no idea what I was in for. So I was like, doop do do book at the top of my list. And then I started reading it, and it's one of the most well-written pieces of literature I've ever read. And also... Made me feel so bummed out, me and Ike, the giant kitty who's now up here at the mic with me, that I didn't I didn't even know how to feel anything because that's the effect that this book had on me. I just wanted to like stare at the ceiling and be, I don't know, not alive. Now you know how I feel <laughs> every day. Aww. <laughs> it was all right. My favorite piece of happy uh, post-apocalyptic media is Wally. Yeah, Wall apostrophe. Wall apostrophe e. That's a that's a movie that I, I have probably seen that entire. Yeah, I have yeah. I have seen that entire movie um, in like five minute bits at the pediatricians because it's like always playing uh, when we take the kids to the pediatrician. Right, it's like on a loop. Like, yeah. So after you read the, but I have no, I- no idea. Watch Wall-E <laughs> by Pixar, and you'll feel a lot better about yourself. I understand he's a robot, and there are fat people in it. That's that's basically what I've gathered. And Fred uh, Fred Willard is in it as the president of the world, I right? I could have sworn you were going to say Fred Durst. No, I was going to say Fred Travelina. Fred Durst has been a reoccurring theme on this podcast. Last week, uh, <laughs> I in my interview with Amber Garza... Uh, quoted some shitty Limp Bizkit song. Wait, do we? Is there is there a Venn diagram? <laughs> is it an overlapping shitty Limp Bizkit songs and all Limp Bizkit songs? Is that a one to one overlap in the Venn diagram? So much like Wally dug through the garbage of past civilizations to build something new, we are going to dig through the recent past of this season of the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Kind of just kind of give an overview of how we thought it went and. Things we enjoyed about it. I'm going to start with um, our first interview after our New Year episode, which was with Adam Villison, who recently got married. Yay! Congratulations! Yeah. And he was the first in a series of um, LA Zine Fest interviews, just folks, uh, organizers, and uh, people tabling to find out more about them, but also promote the event. and he was really into swords, which we spoke about. He did. And Libby, you got to talk to him a little at the actual fest. Yeah, we chatted a little bit. He owes me a zine. Yes. We, we Bastard. Made, yeah, we made a, a trade to be paid up later. Guy got married and forgot all about me for some <laughs> weird reason. Call him, call him late at night. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to give me something. Uh, Make sure you get his yeah, wife. Yeah, he had a bunch of a bunch of zines uh, available at LA Zine Fest. His his weapons and his uh, dead wrestlers and a couple of other interesting illustrated works. Yeah, the monster manual. The um, second uh, interview in that series was with Bianca, who you heard on the podcast last week. She's and... all right. <laughs> uh, she, um, yeah, she was she she was at Claremont Zine Fest and she interviewed. No, she didn't interview me. I interviewed her. You interviewed her too. Yeah. Before LA Zine Fest. This sounds like a word problem. 
It is. If, if there's One two zine fests and two zine fests coming from opposite directions. That's right. Are they, on a, are they on a train? <laughs> Which one will get to... And um, do they know one another because they could do one another's dirty work? They probably would. Strangers on a train. Zinesters on a train. Yeah. Crisscross. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Hmm? Chris Rocross, rest in peace. Oh, right, yeah. The Chris part, right? Yeah. Or, right. Well, it was Chris and Cross and Mac Daddy and Daddy Mac. Did they bury him in his... Uh, did, they, did they have to slit the clothes up the front so they could turn him around when oh, they put him in the coffin? Man. Come on now. Who isn't going to laugh at that? Livy, who's crying in the corner. Did it make you... Well, don't... You know what? If it makes you so sad, just don't kill yourself by jumping off a bridge because Chris Cross will make you want to jump. Jeez. Jump. <laughs> Um, Does Kenan, it have to be a bridge? Could it just be like a high Yeah, rise? I think you always have to jump off a bridge. Oh. Like, well, your friends do it. The next in that series uh, was Keenan, Marshall Keller. Um, and this was an episode you guys weren't here for. I was not here. We had to pull in a big pinch hitter to make up for you two being gone. <laughs> and we, we got Johnny from Man or Astro Man. Yeah, what's up with that? Is he also literally big? No, no. He's he's normal sized. Oh, I wasn't here, of course, so I didn't meet him. Yeah, he's we have no idea. He's got a big he, heart. But he's he got, he's like, got, he's got, yeah, he's, he's, if he a, was like an Andre the Giant or, <laughs> then that would be double eight. If insane. he was actually Andre the Giant, that would be that. awesome and, and super creepy. Yeah. That would be Then he would be scary. literally taking both our places by volume. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was enormous. We, we wrapped up our L.A. Zine Fest uh, pre-coverage with Adrian Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think y'all were here for that, yes? I was Probably. not here. I sent questions That's via right. email. We read your questions on the airwaves. Was I here for that? I have no idea. Honestly, this has been an entire blur. <laughs> I don't remember the shows that I was here for. <laughs> well, you remember being uh, here for... Bianca. I remember Bianca. Bianca's yeah, very memorable. Yes. And I remember being at the uh, Zine Fest. Which was, yeah, the next episode. was was live. And Aziz Ansari was there. Um, the dude that looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo was there. <laughs> Who was that? That was the guy that was... I don't know if that got caught on tape. I don't know if that got captured on on, uh, on tape. No, we, I had my big revelation that uh, yeah, this I, is, only get, I only get mean... When my blood sugar gets low, I only get right. extra snarky when my blood sugar gets low. Right. And and there were, it's it's an eclectic crowd at the Zine Fest. Let let us just be charitable. Mm-hmm. So that it is an eclectic crowd of, of artsy types and, yeah. and fartsy types. I mean, you know, it's Los Angeles. It's it, it's uh, it's eclectic a DIY for, community. for Los Angeles. Though. Okay. I would say it's eclectic for Los Angeles though. And there's some interesting folks wandering around. <laughs> to which I was very charitably disposed for the first three quarters of the Zine Fest. Um, then around like an hour before closing, I realized, I realized, yeah, I realized that my, my blood sugar was, well, I realized I was being really snarky and, and, and uh, um, Bob Schreiner and I were, I started to bag on people. Yeah. And I realized, hey, wait a minute. These people have been walking around cruising by a couple of times. And it's not like I've been sitting there trying to think of something to say. I had it in my head. It's just now the filters are off because my blood sugar's low. And I was like, hey, what's up, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? I mean, I wasn't saying to their faces, but but like Bob and I were just totally like, you know, people watching like at the mall or something. Right. So the the moral is when Gene becomes an asshole, bring him a candy bar. Bring me a candy, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I can I can I can do it on purpose if I wanted to, but but I just like can't help myself but to have to say it to somebody. Yeah. When my blood sugar gets low. 
Yeah. I, I think um, you heard most of my experiences at that event on the show. Like, really the only thing else that happened that didn't end up on the show was um, the, the event ended. Everybody was grabbing their stuff, breaking down their tables. We said bye to Beth Dean, who um, I've since interacted with, corresponded with, I guess, you know, on, how you do on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was, so that's been good. And, and you watching in- her internet projects. Act. Yes. Um, what I'm trying to say was she was a good neighbor. State Farm's there. Um, it was, it, so yeah, we all broke down our tables and got our stuff. Everybody kind of went their separate ways. I packed my, uh, didn't pack my stuff. Uh, Angela K. Roberts, who we never got to talk to on the show. She does Super Trooper. We were supposed to meet up. Her and her partner were so tired, they went back to the hotel. Um, Angela. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't get to see them again. Um, I did hear days later that they found a woman in the water tank of their hotel. What? You might have heard this story. I did uh, not hear this story. Where did they, they stay at? Stay at like the David Cronenberg Inn? <laughs> it's horrible. They, they stayed at this hostel, um, not to be confused with Eli Roth Hostel. Well, maybe maybe to be confused with maybe, Eli Roth's maybe. hostel. And Hostel 2, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Yeah. So they... Yeah, there was a person in their water. So that's awful. Um, meanwhile, I was having a good time at a show that took place within the same Ukrainian cultural center. Mm-hmm. There was like some bands playing and I hung out with some out of town friends and Which stuff. sounds a lot more fun than drowning in a water tank. Yes. <laughs> uh, there was like a little show going on at Synchronicity across the street. Checked that out. Um, said bye to everybody and that was that. And it was a fun show. But I would like to hear Libby, your experiences that didn't make it onto Mike. Onto at LA Zine Fest? Yeah. Uh, Bob Schreiner and I took a lunch break, and we went <laughs> a lengthy to, lunch break. We if I lengthy, remember, we did. We took a lengthy lunch Leisurely. break. Leisurely. We were both starving. We went over to the faculty, which is across the street, and had a yummy lunch. And ran into uh, a few UCB people that I used to know, who suddenly now I can think of all their faces and not their names. Uh, and then we came back to Zine Fest. I, uh, I had been also the runner to take our, our zines over to the library. That's right. The library across the street. Where I had a, a cheerful interaction with Luther the Kitten, who I think lives in that library space. I forget what the name of that store is called. Heraldry? Heraldry. Yeah. Who lives at Heraldry. I posted a video of Luther Kitten enjoying uh, both Fair Dig and Unemployed Ninja. And uh, I think, moreover, he was enjoying the the tie for my hoodie <laughs> but he was very enthusiastic and near our zine so I can only assume that he thought that they were brilliant yeah and uh, there there were just so many people and so much to take in and so many zines that it was uh, I was just awash in a sea of creativity and uh, just sort of like absorbing everything and met geez I don't know yeah. maybe, 30 people when we when we took our lengthy lunch break there was a line all the way out of the ukrainian center down the street around the corner all the way up to the community college yeah for people trying to get in yeah it was insane it was insane it was just a huge event so i was just sort of overwhelmed by by just the level of or the volume and level of creativity and and creative people there for sure yeah Speaking of uh, levels and absorbing, you found the story about the woman in the Yeah, water. I'm reading it, and it's <laughs> nice. fucking horrible. 
I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty rugged, and I don't know if I necessarily want to talk about it. But right. the, the part, the part that this it's from the CNN report, if anyone wants to see it, um, the uh, the best part is uh, authorities are treating this as a suspicious death for obvious <laughs> reasons. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like you would just accidentally fall into a water tank <laughs> on the locked roof of a hotel. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So. Uh, like the the next week after that, um, we had a show with Allison Crumwitty, who we didn't get to talk to at LA Zine Fest, and I didn't get to talk to you this time at Claremont Zine Fest, but we had her in. She snubbed you. Studio. She snubbed you. That's what the rumor. Right? <laughs> That's the rumor I'm starting right now. <laughs> uh, actually, she just recently gave me some prints, and I'm really uh, grateful for that. I'm very happy with that. It was very nice of her. Um, yeah, and yeah, I believe y'all were here for that. Yes. We talked about the '90s. We talked about for which the Lost yeah. Boys. Who for Allison? No, I wasn't here for that. No, I was here. No, I wasn't here. No, I missed that. That's the one that I listened to while I was raking leaves in my front lawn and, and wept because I there were so many things that I wanted to say. Oh, uh, what would you have said? Oh, I think when you were talking about the proselytizing stuff, it was kind of interesting. Oh. No, I just I, I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah, it was, it was in the moment. Yeah. I, just, I have some opinions. This image of him raking, talking, and muttering to himself. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. So it's an accurate image. Yeah, well, because I get angry when I have to do work, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mutter and I'm angry at myself anyway. Um, Mike Post was on the show after that, and then shortly thereafter, uh, Bob and I and Mike and a couple other folks, BB, we, we did that uh, event at Co-op 28, which you were present yeah, for. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Lizzie was there. Lizzie yeah. told a great story. I, I don't feel at liberty to share what their stories were. Sure. Except to say that Lizzie's was way fucked up. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <clears throat> well, here's the, the thing about that was, was because um, I, I kind of, I, I was kind of acting as like bartender and roadie that night. So I, yeah. I was running around doing stuff. Literally heard no one's story. Huh. Like, like I, I half listened to yours. Yeah. That was the only one that I managed, to, and I and, and I listened to Bob's like the first story. Then I think you came on second or third, yeah. and uh, and uh, everything else. I, I heard a bit of of, of Will's um, story. Uh, and well, this is a Will Stegman. Stegman, you know, uh, uh, and uh, hung out a little bit before and after the show. That was basically, but I missed like ninety percent of the show. Yeah, but uh, heard it was good. Yeah. Hung out with Ron Babcock in the back room for a while. Yeah. But that's... Uh... I was very drunk at that show. Were you? Yeah. I began a trend of, of being drunk, which I've repeated as many weekends as possible since then as I can. Well, yeah. I was neither drunk nor was I there, which is a shame. I really wanted to go, but I was second, <laughs> I was at Second City that night. I also really wanted to get drunk, but I was, I was, <laughs> but I was technically working at Second City that yeah. night. So. If you can't get drunk working at Second City, where can you get drunk? Exactly. Sometimes I feel like I'm drunk when I'm there at Second City because my job, as you know, is to be the, the greeter, which is really keep homeless weirdos out of the theater. And and the people Ooh, yeah. that... Which in that part of town is a tough job. That walk by on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, I always tell people it's a... When people are like, oh, which way is the, the red line? And I was like, well, it's kind of equidistant to Vine or Highland. It depends on whether you want to go more towards... The, the weirdos wearing costumes or the douchebags wearing, well, nothing... Or, or not much of anything. Right. It makes me think of the Alice in Wonderland. They're like, everyone's mad here. <laughs> no matter which direction you go. Well, some are broken. Oh. Some are just a house. 
Yes, a lot of them are broken. A lot of them are broken. Most of them are just, I, I, and I said assholes in a very strange way. I said, <laughs> like, a-hoes. <laughs> um, mm, what was I going to tell you? Oh, yes. So, that was a fun show. And I, for, oh, you reminded me, yes. So, I only got drunk a little bit because I had the mud run shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah. And that was me and Nina and Meg, uh, who has been on the show before as well. They've both been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a 10K mud run and obstacle What's course. that in real world measurements? Uh, six <laughs> miles. I know. I just like saying that when people say, I did a 10K. <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> it was good. What's that non-Canadian measurements? We drove to Castaic. Castaic. Yeah. It was cool. Trudged I don't know where that is. Right it's about Magic Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we trudged through mud. We did obstacles. Nina was like a Sherpa for Meg. So that, that was fun. Um, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. Uh, we had, Then we had Dylan Brody on the show. Um, now, you guys couldn't make it for that, but Bob and I interviewed Dylan. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I also didn't hear his story. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was great. Yeah, he Dylan performed the night of the storytelling show, and then he was on our show telling many stories. And I, I, I kind of referred to it at the time, uh, or we kind of referred to it in the recording that you can hear in that episode, but like we had a lot of technical problems and interruptions and weird noises and things like that. And he managed to like hold the thread for this extended story mm-hmm. through that. Like I just like stop and like hold on and like fix things and then continue and he just launched right back into it. And so if you hear it, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll take the credit as far as the editing goes, but like like him holding the thread was really fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that though. Yeah. Because I know how shitty it is behind the scenes when things go bad. <laughs> Not that that's happening today at all. New. No. Oh. Um, but yeah, you should check out. <laughs> the microphones all have pink eye. Right. <laughs> uh, check out Writ Large, Dylan CD on Stand Up Records. Um, yeah, and then the last one we did was the Claremont, which uh, Libby and, uh, I'm sorry, L- Libby, yes, we were talking about Lizzie earlier. Ah. Which Libby and Jean just got to hear some of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the, the edit for that. But who was the guest host on that? That was Bianca, and she did great. She is pretty much a, what would you say, like a, a, a not a special guest star, not quite a, no, she is a special guest star, but more She's than that. She's the Joan Rivers of Johnny Carson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the Shaky Town Radio. Yeah, she right. is definitely, yeah. I just don't know the name for that. I don't know the name for that. I guess Joan Rivers. The Joan Rivers <laughs> She's role. The Joan Rivers. What I'm saying is she comes on and she puts down everybody's wardrobe. Right. Oh. Yeah. And she goes, ah! You yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. She gets a lot of plastic surgery during her time on the show. Then she goads her daughter into getting plastic surgery, too. <laughs> right. I, I guess. I'm assuming that, that there's some goading. Is that what we're requiring of the position for this podcast? Yes. Yeah. So yes. you have to have a daughter mm-hmm. and a bunch of plastic surgery yes. next or before. I don't know. And this What came first? The plastic drew the daughter. The age old. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Given their respective ages, I would say uh, the plastic surgery came after. Okay. Possibly some concurrent. I think. Yeah, I think it did come after. I was gonna say honorary member of Team Shaky Town. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. that's the phrase I was. Like, <laughs> that, yes. that might be the. That's, that might be the more concise way to say yeah, it. Yeah. I think you're and right. less insulting. 
Although Joan Rivers is Rivers great. Joan Rivers is amazing. No, yeah. she is amazing. I just nothing wrong with her. In, in trying to come up with um, other names, I was trying to think of some sort of comic book analogy. Like, but I, you know, Justice League. But, you know. She's the Gorilla Grodd of uh, Shaky Town Radio? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's weird because I've always been more of a Marvel person, but my memories of cartoons as a child was, was Justice League and Legion of Doom and Super Friends. Legion of Doom? I don't know what that is. Okay, so Legion of Doom was Lex Luthor and Brainiac and... Are you talking about on the Super Friends? Solomon Grundy. Yeah, like Gorilla Grodd, Solomon Grundy. Like all of the... Everything that they actually had animated for that show. All the bad guys. Black Manta. Yeah. And they lived in the swamp. Yes, in a a giant dome head that looked kind of like Darth Vader. Yeah. I think it was... Was that Brainiac's... Brainiac yeah, definitely, on that? definitely. That was that was totally his aesthetic. Brainiac's condo. He had to look at a lot of places before he found that place. <laughs> but when he found it, he knew it was right. Yeah. Libby, you're wearing a Superman shirt. You should know what we're talking I about. I am wearing, you're a, wearing Superman a Superman shirt, shirt. <laughs> and I'm wearing a Wonder Woman bra. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's weird. I know. That just seems like that. That ain't that ain't right. I found it. Uh, I had written a sketch. The <laughs> found last it in the garbage. <laughs> I found, I found, I, someone was wearing it on the train, and I was like, I need that, and I took it from her. Uh, no, I, I wrote a sketch, the last phone booth in L.A., about Superman and The Flash and Wonder Woman all having to change because they're all publicity whores, and they have to hurry and change so they can be the first one to go rescue the school bus full of children. And then Batman shows up because he's been kicked out of Wayne Manor by Alfred shows up to use the phone booth as well and then it's four superheroes crammed in a phone booth trying to change. Anyway, I wrote the sketch and I went went shopping for the one prop that I felt was important which was Superman's red underoos. Right. And whilst I was in the underoos section... Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I think we have another chicken and the egg situation here. Which <laughs> came first? Did Superman be like, hey, these underoos are awesome. I'll start using them. Or he's already wearing them and thought I should uh, fight crime. Now or I, I could license these to the underoos corporation and <laughs> make, make money on this. So I was looking for a, for a pair of red underwear and whilst I was was shopping specifically for superhero underwear, I found a superhero bra. And I was like, I need that. And it, uh, it actually appears uh, in, in one of the video versions of my sketch, and I'd like to do a better, a better version or an animated version or something. But anyway, all the superheroes are in street clothes. They start in street clothes. They're trying. They're attempting right, right, right. to change into their uniforms. Well, doesn't all, doesn't all Superman really need to do, honestly, is just take the glasses off? Yeah. Well, pretty much. One one would think, but uh, but they're doing it for the publicity, so they have to look good. Right, right. But, so it's a whole. Does the Flash change the whole thing? Does the Flash change in a phone booth? I don't know, does but he doesn't mind. He doesn't. Well, mind I'm, not, I'm not saying for the for the consistency of your sketch. Obviously, he does. <laughs> yes, but, he does. But I would think he was another one of those guys that could probably just run really fast and strip off his clothes, and no one would ever notice. Yeah, we could probably know. just do it. Really Isn't quick. it hard to get your pants off while you're running? <laughs> not for the Flash. You don't think so? I don't you know. You could probably he'd probably run fast enough that the pants would burn off his body from friction. If he's wearing a suit underneath. But then you have the whole problem of, of how much money do superheroes make really and can you afford to keep replacing your pants all the time? Well, that's what I always wondered about the Hulk because, especially the Hulk from the TV show oh, because he hulks out then he wakes up in a dumpster somewhere right. like with a torn shirt and like ripped pants. Right. And it's like, duh. Well, so, so same with all werewolves. 
Yeah. Right, right. But at least theoretically, you probably murdered a few people, and you might right. find you might be on their corpse, or or maybe with some like sheep, uh, <clears throat> or at least you know maybe there's some dead animals that he could like skin for like a makeshift poncho. Is he like? Daniel Boone, or, or well, I would imagine that you know needs must when the devil drives. It's like you know if if you wake up naked, covered in sheep guts, and all you have around you is a couple of sheepskins. To I will say, it is nice for the Hulk that his his hip midsection groin region doesn't hulk out because you know his pants are always ripped basically from like the mid right. thigh down well yeah. yeah yeah i mean he doesn't that, he doesn't have a giant like rip up his crack because well his that makes that, that kind of makes sense because that kind of makes sense because it's you know it's it's his his biceps and his thighs are the things that you know kind of yeah. shoulder muscles get all sure i mean it's just thing. convenient because then he's not entirely naked he just has right. some trashed clothes looks like he was a like a I don't know, metal concert or something. <laughs> but I've heard the Hulk speak. He also gets a, a terrible speech impediment. Yeah. Uh, which probably makes, like, both those things probably make it really tough to sleep with hulky women. He has to wait till he shrinks back. Isn't she, isn't she Hulk, uh, isn't she Hulk, like, normal? Like, she's normal. She has know. a normal level of I intelligence. Know. I, I don't just, have a, an extensive I'm not, knowledge of, of I have no idea. Stating, I just started imagining Cindy Lauper. And Shebop, but sing Shebop <laughs> to the tune of Shebop. Somebody's had to have done that by now. They should. Maybe we should if nobody else has. I Hulk. But speaking of, Hulk, of changing and she phone Hulk, boots. You Hulk. I Hulk. Was Captain Lou Albano in that uh, episode of the Hulk? <laughs> or rather of, of uh, suspending, suspending superhero disbelief for the purpose of uh, continuity. Uh I just was writing a sketch having to do with vampires recently, and I was trying to make sure I knew all of the, the appropriate vampire rules to go in my sketch. Well, wait, but which vampire rules? Well, this, I was just trying to decide which vampire rules I wanted to adhere to, because I feel like I don't care what the rules are, but I have to adhere to them throughout any any other future uh, use for this vampire character. Yeah. And uh, something that I feel like I should write like on my mirror at home as a, as a personal motto, a friend of mine was like, yeah, you know what's great about vampires is they can behave any way you want them to behave because they're fucking imaginary. <laughs> right. It's like, yes, that is my favorite thing about vampires. Well, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, the whole Twilight vampire thing. Do they actually eat people, those Twilight vampires? I Some of them do. I don't know. Some or do they just vegetarians. have sex with them? Or do they just run around looking beautiful and... Dude, no, actually, Robert Pattinson good looking. Is Robert Pattinson good looking? Moisturizing. Yeah, I don't. Think so. Yeah, yeah, but you're not. You're not a fully committed yes on that. You're not like. Is John Hamm good looking? Yeah, he's a good looking yeah. guy. No, no, you know? I'm saying. Yeah, is Paul Newman good looking? Yeah, he was a good looking guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you can you can just straight up say. It. But he's like. He's got like a he's got like a James Dean Morrissey thing going on. Anytime your anytime your voice goes up a couple octaves <laughs> when you're. I think that's kind of a lie. That's like a semi-lie. You're like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'm, I'm just giving them the benefit. Like, I'm not the target audience. I'm, you know, I, right. I, I like women. Well, I like women too, but I'm just saying is I, I think, you know, it's like I look at them and I go, eh, really? That's generally my feeling. See? And, and she I, is in fact a woman. I am, yes, I am in fact a woman. Who likes men. In point of fact. Men. So you are a target audience. Yes. But I like dark men. If I if I were to choose the Twilight, then what is his name? Taylor Lautner. Oh yeah, well yeah, he's a uh, werewolf. He's a werewolf. 
I, I'm, I'm thinking... sorry if I've spoiled the first uh, <laughs> book or movie just for you. just ruined Twilight. Because they don't get into that until the second I've one. actually never seen it, but I don't know how they have time to do... How they have time to bite anyone anyway. I mean, they're fighting a war, they're having sex, and they must moisturize all the time. Well, there, no, there's not that much sex, actually. That's really? the thing. Because oh. it's Mormon. There's only one but instance of really sex. She gets knocked up. Right. And we all know... Wait, do we know how that works? Vampire knocking up? The vampire knock her up? Sure. Whatever. Spoiler yeah. alert. Like, so, I okay. give a whole <laughs> half a crap <laughs> now, now about this. all of Twilight for Yeah, everybody. yeah, yeah. Um, she always looks like she's smelling a fart. You're talking about... Um, Kristen Davis Stewart, whatever her fucking name is. Kristen Stewart? French Kristen, Stewart? French Stewart? <laughs> Who is that angel with the smoldering eyes? That's my French Stewart impression. <laughs> um, uh, what, what's her name? Kristen... Kristen Stewart. Is it Kristen Stewart? She was is. great in... Um, Adventureland? Runaways. Oh, I didn't see Adventureland, but I saw Runaways and and... She's great as Joan Jett. Oh, yeah, that's right. She plays Joan Jett. Um, I, I haven't I seen it, see and it. I like Joan Jett, and I was worried because... I, well, I, all I've ever seen is her is pictures of her, mm-hmm. like, because I've never seen the Twilight movies, and, yeah. and knock on Formica, I'm never going to see it, but... Because um, <clears throat> I'm an asshole, and I say things like that. But uh, but uh, Tish was the one who was like, looks always looks like she's smelling a fart, because she has that, like, upper lip thing up. And I go, eh. Like... Okay, maybe she farts a lot. I have no idea. <laughs> don't know. But in Adventureland, she was all right. Cool. Speak- Not to be confused with Zombieland. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of adventure. Adventure. The adventure I went on after Claremont Zine Fest was I appeared on Family Dinner, which is a radio show out of Poobah Records. Um, and I'm just going to suggest that you go listen to that. because it was Right a, now. Go listen right now. It was a three-hour epic. Um, I was wow. high for... A good part of it. High in the marijuana sense? Yes. My goodness. No, he was just on the top bunk. <laughs> I'm just saying. Could be high on life. Um, first time in did six, it, seven years. Did it take place in the Rocky Mountains? Because he could be on a Rocky Mountain high like John Denver. <laughs> it's true. Um, I've, 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 I've been, uh, yeah. Yeah. He could have been doing an impression of high as a... As in High and Lois from the comic strip. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it was purely for science, though. It was for science! his experiment with <laughs> radio, and, and yeah, it was good. Interesting. Um, so we really enjoyed that. That was with Simon and uh, Maria, and they'll be on the show soon. Uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit already. We're going to have It's like a little uh, kind of uh, exchange, and we're going to look to do a couple of those, aren't we, Libby? Yes. Yes. I hope so. I hope so. We're going to, yeah, do some, uh, try to get some uh, other podcast friends uh, on the show. Uh, oh, I have a great segue for this. Yeah? Uh, yeah, because I would like to get some other podcast friends on the show and dun, for dun, dun. us to appear on their podcast. Yeah. And two of those podcast friends, segue, were featured as my friend of the day in April, mm-hmm. where I featured on... My Facebook, my Twitter, my Tumblr, my website, one friend a day starting on April 3rd for the other 27 days of April, 27 different creative friends doing different awesome creative things. Yeah. That, uh, and I could have easily featured more, except it turned out to be, well, first, more exhausting than I anticipated. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Being nice to people is horrible. Doing anything, yeah. Doing anything once a day, every day is... uh, more difficult than it sounds. Yeah. But which we've been meaning to talk about your dental hygiene. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Dang it. 
I've been using all my floss to repel out of third-story buildings in which I was locked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, that's not the optimal use for it. But uh, two of the friends that I featured were Kevin McGeehan, who does a podcast, uh, Funny Because It's True, or Funny Because It's True, C-U-Z, which is live at Second City every other Tuesday. And anyone, it's sort of like the storytelling event that uh, you guys did with Bob. Anyone can come and put their name in the hat if they have a story that meets that week's theme and tell a five-minute story that's hilarious because it's true. And uh, the other person uh, was Will Kistler, with whom I also am about to release an awesome animated short. Uh, but he does a podcast called Secondhand Storytime. Yeah, which you've been on twice which now. I've been on twice. And I'm sure you guys have loads of awesome secondhand stories. Oh, Jesus. It's that, awesome. that you could tell. So if we could do a little exchange, that would be great. But uh, Yeah, I've met Will. Uh, nice dude. At your house. Or yeah. a house you were living in at the time. Yeah, it's yeah. just just the house that I <laughs> that I showed up. The house that you broke into. Yeah, You're and, squatting, right? And yeah, I, I had a, a squat party. I just showed up, broke into someone's house, threw a party and left. Uh, yeah, but Will is great. But I featured all kinds of people. Uh, my friend uh, Marin Lovgren, who does the one woman, three woman show, which is uh, happening confusing. in San Confusing. Let's just say confusing. This week, yeah, some podcasters, some coffee shop owners, the owner of my favorite coffee shop here and in Seattle, uh, Moby's and Makeda, respectively. I featured Brody and Fair Dig. Pretty much, uh, pretty much most of my friends that I could easily send people to a specific thing that was what, going like, on. Was that Big Daddy Don Garlitz <laughs> going down your street? Yes. So all of those uh, 27 Days of April Friend a Day are on my Tumblr, which is uh, Sneaky Varmint. S-N-E-A-K-Y-V-A-R-M-I-N-T. And you can go uh, explore all of those awesome people doing awesome creative things that are that I am not involved in was my other, I tried not to, like I didn't promote Shaky Town specifically because mm-hmm. I promote Shaky Town all the time yes, because you I'm do. part of it. She's a booster. You're a booster. So I tried to boost all of the things that people were doing that I thought were awesome but didn't necessarily directly. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no one's doing anything that isn't Shaky Town in this town. That's true. Nothing of I import. you are correct. Uh, yeah, Nothing of any consequence. Go, uh, go check out those those awesome people and the awesome things they're doing, and you can drink some coffee and get a great haircut and see some shows and. Read some <laughs> Wouldn't scenes. that be the worst thing in the world? Listen a, to some music. A barber shop slash coffee shop. If like, it were the same thing, that's what I'm saying. Like, then probably. like the laundromat bar makes sense. Coffee shop, hair salon, barber shop. And what if it was a topless barista slash hairdresser? Because that's a thing. <laughs> all I can think of is all I can think of is, That'd be is so dangerous. My old barbers, my old barbers that I went to, like from the time I was like a little kid till the time I was like sixteen or seventeen. All these old Italian guys at the barber shop across the street from the Vons where I used to work. All of those old Italian guys. It was like a stereotype, you know. Yeah. It was like it was. I, I just I think those guys looking topless would would top, would <laughs> would be like looking at uh, like uncooked pork roasts. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mentioned the haircut thing specifically because my friend and stylist Ava Shockley in Seattle just expanded her salon, bought a brand new space, and has a whole new fabulous personally owned salon. She expanded down here to LA? No, she in Seattle. Oh. She expanded her space. Seattle's a suburb of Los Angeles, right? Yes. 
Well, I didn't limit my promotion to people I in see. Los Angeles. I promoted some people in New York and Chicago and uh, North Carolina because I have friends all over the place and the internet. And the internet. That's true. So I've heard. Jim, what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. We've, we've missed you on some shows. No, no, I know. I've missed myself on some shows. Believe me. <laughs> oh, I would much rather be doing uh, Shaky Towns than, than... I don't even... You know, it's honest. honestly, it's going past... I've, I've been kind of flipping through the uh, the different episodes uh, yeah. um, on the, uh, the Shaky Town Radio app. I did do that. I did hook, hook yes. us up with the Shaky Town Radio Gene app, the mobile app. A... Well, I didn't create it. I actually just typed in our information, and then somebody else created it for us. But right, I'll take off all the credit you want to give me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So if you want to find um, mobile, You've seen if, it, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. Not. I'll show it to you really quick. Oh, you know what I did do? I did do the graphic for it. See that on the bottom there? That was work. I I'm did showing that. Uh, yes. Libby the app. Yeah. So everyone, <laughs> turn to page five in your books. Put it onto my phone. That's. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how to do that because I have to put it on my iPad. If you go to, I believe it's Shakedown Radio app, or mobile or something. I'm sure, I can. Is it on the App Store? I could just pull it from the App Store, right? No. No, it's a Podbean based app. Uh, okay, tell tell me and the. Folks I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> I've been trying to figure that out because oh. I've, I've been thinking about what I did this, what I did on my summer vacation, and I, I have no idea. That, that's like the only thing productive that I feel like. Yeah, I've done. this is great because I have a number of people. My mom. Is one of those people who thinks she wants to listen to this. Oh, she does not. She probably does, but she probably doesn't once she uh, once she hears the I'll, occasional. I'll story tell you right now if, that if, we don't bleep out. If you want, <laughs> we don't bleep out anything. Uh, if, well, if, right. if you want her to so, never listen to the show before, I will read you all of the details of this later that was found in the water tank. That because no, no, <laughs> man, oh man, it's. It gets grotier the longer I'm dealing with it. My family's very, very sensitive to off-color humor and swearing. Uh, this my, would be just straight-up news reportage. I don't even need to <laughs> embellish it. The URL, by the way, shakytownradio.com slash app. And that will take you to where you need to be. But look it up right. on your phone. Like go, like yeah. Pull up your web browser on your definitely your iPhone if you have it. I'm not sure if it's compatible with Android. I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Um, but yeah, you should be able to get there from shakytownradio.com slash app, A-P-P. The thing of it is, is I tried that on my iPad. Or iPad, yeah. I tried it on my iPad and it just opened up the app. It didn't put the link, it didn't put the, didn't put the bookmark on my, on my Got desktop. It. So. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. I know, right? Right. Um, hey, what have I been doing? I have, honestly haven't been doing much of anything. Uh, I've written about two things in six, eight months. And that's about it. Um, helped out with that uh, show mm-hmm. and carried stuff and wired things up. That's yes. about it. Yes. But uh, damn. Oh. Did, did the storytelling show get re- recorded? No, not to my knowledge. No, as far as because I know. those stories. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that is not for public consumption. <laughs> certainly not my story. Hopefully that was an aggregate of dirt that was already on the table and not coming off of my body. Oh, okay. <laughs> I took a shower. It's like, I can't imagine that it is, but... Gene uh, is having his own Howard Hughes hell over here. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, that's, that's not a lot to talk about. I mean, the kids are getting older. That's basically what I've been watching. So, work, day job. Shit ton of work, day job. Yeah. Well, we will have some fun shows coming up for you and fun projects coming up for you in the next couple months. With we're kind of uh, settling into the uh, the fourth year of the podcast. Year four. 
Um, man, I can't believe it's still around. <laughs> Quality has not gone up. The, the world, I can't believe the world is still around, yet the podcast is on. <laughs> we're going to, this is Shaky Town Radio Hour, broadcasting from post-apocalyptic That's America. one of my favorite sketches on Mitchell and Webb is the uh, post-apocalyptic game show. <laughs> Remain indoors. The, the uh, in the next couple of weeks it'll be the uh, the summer vacation special. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about that. Just that it's a thing. Um, we'll have we're lining up some guests. I told you we're going to have Simon Satello on soon. We're going to have who else? Libby. Some of the folks uh, that you mentioned. Where we might get some yeah. get some Will in here. We'd love to have Will Kistler. Yeah. Uh, we will. Definitely have a slow day in comedy, which is the name of the animated short that Will and I are releasing. That Dan yeah. Bromfield is currently composing the music for, which yeah. is the the last piece of that puzzle. We would love to have Kevin McGeehan on, mm-hmm. who is the funny because it's true podcaster. We'd love to have Ken Levine on, who is a friend of mine and uh, the currently the voice of the Seattle Mariners and formerly a writer and showrunner on Mash and Cheers and. Frasier. Shows you may have heard of. Shows you may have heard yes. of. Uh, lining up schedules yep. is difficult for everyone in the world, but particularly for... <laughs> people who actually and, are busy. And, yeah, for people who are traveling with the Major League Baseball team who have 115 games during the season. Yeah. April Richardson's uh, interested in coming back on Chat Up with us. She was on, like, show number two. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love Amy. She's my favorite, one of my favorite people. Yeah. She's my favorite person. I'm going to just go out on the limit. Okay. She's my most favorite person. <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and apologize to my wife because April Richardson's my favorite person. And another favorite person, speaking of people who work on Chelsea lately, fucking Jen Kirkman was on the fucking Tonight Show. I know, right? That's awesome. That is awesome. As I, as I said at the time, it's even more amazing than when Fear was on Saturday Night Live. Up the punks. Um, uh, I, I know something that I did. What'd you do? I started using the phrase, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, I've noticed I've been using it a lot lately. Do you put yeah in front of it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? I have a friend from Orange County who's one of the smartest and funniest people I know, but she says that all the time, and it... It must be it must be a measure of, of your intellect. Is her I'm, name Gwen Stefani? Because I think she's from Orange County. Yeah, we're best friends. Me and Gwen. My daughter Matilda has a, an IKEA stuffed pig that she named Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I'm like, don't know if she'd be flattered about that, but I and I have no idea why. I think because it had a bow in its hair. Uh, um, she made the connection there, and uh, she's like, "Can I have Gwen Stefani to sleep tonight?" <laughs> Yes, you can have Gwen Stefani. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many other people besides your daughter would like to sleep with Gwen Stefani. I always used to say uh, the, the rumor is that she used to be a dude named Glenn Stefani. No doubt, man. <laughs> That's just not true. No, but, no. And if it were, I'd be fine. If you're into that sort of thing. I mean, it's so fine for her. It's fine for her as a lifestyle choice. But sleeping with her if you were into that sort of thing. I know. Man, gen- gender is a social construct. Sexuality is fluid. It's all just do whatever well, you want to do. Yeah, let's let's. Sexuality is is fluid, but like it's like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm like ninety percent dude. There's not a lot of 
I want to sleep with that guy. Right. <laughs> That's right. not very fluid. No, no, no. It's not, not on an individual basis. On an, but no, it's 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 a continuum. Yes. Saying that it's fluid is different, unless you like get really gay when you're drunk. Okay. <laughs> or something there, like I that. I mean, yeah, there's people like that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, those are known as closeted gay men. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're into it, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Libby, you're from Seattle. There's lesbians there. I am from Seattle. There are lesbians there. There are more in Portland, though. Funny thing about there being lesbians there is there are apparently not lesbians in Dallas. I'm sure they exist there in the world. <laughs> but I was in Dallas. And this is why this is weird. I was in Dallas a few years ago. And uh, whatever neighborhood of Dallas I was in, I mean, it's a big city. I wasn't expecting it to be, uh, I don't want to exactly say segregated, but as uh, sectioned off. Mm-hmm. As it was, everything in Texas is sectioned off, and it's not necessarily a segregation thing. It's the fact that their communities, like they were all built, yeah, like in they're like right. Houston's the same way. There are like just tracts of land where you're living Bayview or you live in Grandview or whatever. Yeah. So I was particularly shocked uh, by this this one neighborhood that had a segregated cemetery, and they had just dug up the former black half of the cemetery to build a strip mall, which caused some consternation. A few people were a little about that and I was peeved about that it's not my community but yeah. that's not cool so I went to this recording studio with a friend of mine and I was chit chatting with his secretary who'd never left Dallas and she goes oh you're from Seattle I hear there are gay people there and I was like yes there are <laughs> definitely gay people right. in Seattle not a big deal yeah but they're like on the streets uh, yep, yep, pretty much gay people everywhere people might be and she goes oh yeah well here yeah, we have them here, like in dance studios and hair salons, but I've never seen them on the street. And I was like, yes, because in case you all didn't know, in Dallas, gay people live in hair salons and dance studios, and they never they've been they've been lady. hunted. They've been hunted, so the only refuge they have yeah. are are the traditional are, refuges of their people: right. dance studios dance and hair salons. That's it, like the church; you can't attack them on holy ground. <laughs> I have a movie pitch. It's going to be Rowdy Roddy Piper. And he um, doesn't realize that there are homosexuals everywhere until he puts on a pair of glasses. And right. It's called They Gay. <laughs> they Gay. And then it all becomes clear. And they're like, they have to be like day mad to average, like cat eye, crazy drag queen glasses. And if you look at every sign. Or Elton John glasses. If you look at every sign, yeah, it's, you see a person. And then you, you see, behind glasses, you see them with Elton John glasses on, and it says, oh, gay. Totally gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was hitting on you. That's my, that's my answer. She was, yeah. she, was, she was hitting on you. Uh, she was trying to feel you out, because she's like, I hear there are gay people there. Do you know any of them? Do you know any? <clears throat> you introduce me? Mm-hmm. You set me up? Yeah. No, she was totally hitting on you. Can you help me get my hair colored? That, I can't. I, it, was, she, was she under 60 years old? Yes. That is almost impossible for me to believe that someone would still be... That there wasn't an ulterior motive for that, honestly. It's very, it's, it's very <clears throat> shocking. But on the other hand, I don't think she grew up in Dallas. I think she grew up somewhere in a... <laughs> locked locked in her parents' locked, basement. Locked her, I think she grew up locked in her parents' basement. That could be. I know exactly what song I'm closing the show with, and I'll play okay. it for you at the end, okay. and I think you'll appreciate it. Right. But go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, that's the end. She grew up locked in her parents' basement in the Bible Belt and, uh... Right. Yeah. And then met some gay people in dance studios and hair salons in Dallas. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, actually, I was going to say, though, you know, this week, like, we have some more states now which are recognizing uh, same-sex marriage, and it's great. <laughs> and apparently some states that need to actually recognize that there are same-sex couples. Right. What else personally on the horizon for y'all this summer? I, I was going to try to make it to Portland Zine Symposium. That's not going to happen. I'm really... Uh, Alex Reck, who was on uh, our LA Zine Fest show, she's one of the organizers. Um, if you're in Portland, you should go check that out. Or even near Portland. Seattle's near Portland. Seattle is near Portland. Yeah. It's a, it's a two and a half hour train ride. Just can... hard by Portland. Yeah. So friends, some friends of ours will be there. Um, so go support them. There's a significant amount of lesbian bleed over <laughs> oh, yes. from Seattle to Portland. Yeah, they always ride the train just back and what forth. Are, what, what is the? I, I've never. I've been to Portland, but I've never been to to, uh, to Seattle. What is the character of the lesbian community in <laughs> Seattle? Because it seems rather uh, bad to use the the common parlance bulldykish in Portland. That's, yeah, you, you, you yeah. I said the Carmen parlance. I'm saying there's a lot of mullets. There's a lot of lesbian mullets and and things like that going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. You know, weirdly, the only lesbians that I know personally in Seattle, and I know a lot of gay men in Seattle, and a lot of friends of mine who are uh, in married gay couples and mm-hmm. have adorable adopted children, but the only lesbians that I know personally in Seattle are my neighbors to the north, and one of them is very sweet. And the Canadians. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our neighbors are there. Canada, totally lesbian. Canada's all lesbian. There all no, the flannel. There are no men there, and they all ride moose and wear Mountie hats. Our neighbors to the north. <laughs> no, my neighbors. Oh, Canada. The next house. All oh, right, I know. Me. I, uh, one of them Canadians is, came is up on family sweet. dinner too. And the other one is an, a nosy ex-marine. Who wants to start fights either legally, mostly legally, with everyone and their brother? I, I'm sure I told. Like you legally, that. like serving them papers. Yeah. Or well, not I like not I like I, I have researched the state of Washington's code duello, and I I will now challenge you to a duel that's sanctioned by the state government. Pretty much, it's handy. Okay. It's handy when you want to go up against the city. Like we have a green belt behind our house, right. and when it starts to get too full of crud, you know, branches and stuff, then right. she'll call and harass them, and they'll they'll actually. Got it. She's one of those people who can make the city so mad that they will come and do something about it. But on the other hand, she does that also to me. I always want to build like a Fort Nisqually style uh, fence uh, with the giant logs that are, you know, uh, what do you call that? Stockade style. And get some dragons to get her to stay away from my yard. Uh, Like actual dragons? Yeah. I may have told this story before and I'll tell you the short version, but she called me and woke me up one morning at at 9 a.m. And says, uh, <laughs> that's that. That doesn't sound very good. No, it's not cool. I stayed <laughs> no, I mean the at, the nine a.m. No, I've always stayed up late, and she knows that. And I I always worked late into the night, and so I sleep until ten or eleven. Anyway, she knows that. She's been my neighbor for a long time. She called and woke me up earlier than she knows that I get up. And uh, anyway, she called me to say I got a survey. It turns out uh, that I actually own eight inches of your property, and I said, great. Enjoy it, <laughs> and I'll talk to you later. No, you should, the, the, what the, the response to that is, uh, have you ever heard of the term adverse possessal? No, I own eight inches of your property. <laughs> no, no leg to stand. Yeah, we, look, we looked it up. Anyways. There's been a fence there since 1940. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell this whole story because it just Please keeps don't. me up. But the, the short version is just that I, I told her, great, it's yours, have at it. And she spent the whole next year just constantly like trying to pick a fight with me because she wanted me to try to take her to court just because she's bored and 
angry about things. Yeah. So, um, so that's those are the only two lesbians I know in Seattle, and that's all I can say I about the. Uh, I will take that. I will take that away as my entire picture of the Seattle of the, uh, yeah, of gay Seattle. and lesbian culture. There's just there's just that one couple. Okay. In Seattle, just the one. Uh, anyway, can I talk about some fun things? Yes. What's more fun than the gay scene? Nothing. Right, nothing. Gay in its, in and of itself, the root of the word means fun. Yeah, it really does. Gaiety. Can I talk about some things that are gay in a non-homosexual way? That that that, that involve gaiety. Oh, 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 what she's saying is no homo. That's no, yeah, homo. no, that's no right. homo. No that's homo. rude. Um, so here's some gay things that are happening with me. Whatever, uh, Tyler, the creator. Go maybe ahead. she was saying no homo can O W. Yes, please do. Please, please no. Know the same as much as you can. And in the meantime, Second City has a conservatory, which I am in, and I had to audition for the next level, the uh, what will be the graduate level. So I got into a cast, and now I'm a, a senior in the Second City Conservatory. So If, if you murder happens. someone, can you do it with a lead pipe in the conservatory? Yes. Please do that. Uh, I don't want to murder anyone until the end of our show run, though, because I would like to graduate. Unless you knock them dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh? Unless I kill them all. Yeah. Uh, so I will be killing at Second City as part of the conservatory. Uh, in four months, we'll have an eight-week run of our sketch show, so look forward to that awesomeness. And I have some fabulous people in my cast who are amazing and hilarious and brilliant. And I'm working on a couple of animated things. Unemployed Ninja, I'm still working on, but now it is packaged with Orphan Films Animation Company. So we just recorded the voiceover, and we will have a trailer for the pilot episode coming out very soon, maybe two weeks. You'll see that on our blog, shakytownradio.com. Hooray! Yay! We're also building a game for Unemployed Ninja. An app? Yes, an app. An application? And I'm working on another animated show which will be a 30 minute show but it uh, packages a whole bunch of five minute bits that are recurring from episode to episode mm. so keep an eye on color me that. intrigued yes be intrigued so those are the gay things I'm working on what are you guys working on um, I'm just, I, I have my zines printed for Riverside DIY Print Fest last year's Riverside DIY Print Fest I, I did readings at I, I did a reading at, and I'm going to be reading from Fair Dig number one. I'm going to read what will become Fair Dig number two. And then there's some writing projects I haven't told you all about yet that I'm working on that I'll be reading Mysterious. from. Yes. Which, uh, which issue are you on now, Fair Dig? Uh, I'm working on number two. Okay. But I, and I have number one printed. I'll be selling, trading, etc. at the fest. Um, looking forward to hanging out with... Uh, the fabulous Amber Garza, as always, mm-hmm. um, and Angela will be there, who is one of the organizers. Um, hopefully, we'll get to talk to her. Get to talk to her some more. Uh, we talk about Raptor Fancy, one of her projects, uh, among others. Um, and I'm just still doing CrossFit, still working out, still trying to get those PRs. Yeah, I, I, I have that meeting with my my uh, physical therapy. Yeah. We're going to drag Gene to <clears throat> CrossFit. Which no, one? I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to drag him. <laughs> Wait, what are PRs? A personal this? record. Like, oh, okay. So like last P- time public I deadlifted this much, this time I deadlifted, deadlifted more. You, know? you send press releases to the various media outlets every time you do something in CrossFit. By the way, this reminds me, shortly before recording time, shortly before press um, time, um, apparently Nina, 
uh, our friend, the Slack Mistress, Slack Mistress uh, dragged Harris Whittles to her CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Now, Skittles gra- for Whittles. Granted, you know, we're all human beings and we're all, you know, I'm sure he was like, great, I'll do it. But I'm just imagining his character from uh, Parks, Parks and, and Rec going to... I'm imagining Harris Whittles from UCB going there. And it's, <laughs> it's it, considering that that character from, from Parks and Rec is, is only slightly exaggerated right. for the purposes of comedy. Right. That's pretty exaggerated for the purposes of comedy, but... I'm imagining Whittles of the, the famous... persona, yes. I'm imagining Whittles. No, the actual person. Okay. Uh, the Skittles for Whittles. Whittles. <laughs> anyway. But I thought that was neat. That is um, hilarious. Maybe it'll turn over a whole new leaf for him and uh, be like, I'm not going to fish shows anymore. I'm not ever smoking weed again. I'm just all about CrossFit. He'll, he'll be eating marijuana granola bars. <laughs> I would love some if, if you're offering... I don't have any. <laughs> you should make some. I don't have any pot. I never even got a card. I wasn't going to get a card just in solidarity. Yeah. But I don't want to get a government list. <laughs> As Jimmy Dore says, it's a list that where you can go get pot. I know, right? <laughs> um, what am I doing? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. That's yeah. Just, uh, there's a couple projects that are on the back burner so far that they are crusty and burned at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Uh, there's, there's a couple things that are we've yeah. been talking about for a while. Well, as far as I know, Bob Schreiner is going to be doing some writing for the Village Voice. We'll have links up when that goes up. Um, we're working on a couple different projects, all of us. The Village Voice. It's like the LA Weekly. Ivan the Viking still. Yeah. yeah it, yes, and there's Ivan the Viking. Is Ivan or Ivan? <laughs> Ivanka. Ivanka the Viking. Yes. Isn't that Donald Trump's daughter? Yeah. Probably. Yes, um, I'm, I'm. I'm not as in, in tune with the uh, Donald Trump and his progeny as you would think. Yeah, yeah, they're you, like American royalty. So you don't follow the Trump dynasty. <laughs> I do not follow the Trump dynasty. Yeah, uh, but whatever may occur, I will find you. No, you'll find us. <laughs> uh, usual places: shakytownradio.com on Twitter at shakytownradio. Yes. Um, you can email us at shakytownradio at gmail.com. If you you may not be able to actually call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline. I, there's been some messages from from uh, Google Voice about that that I have honestly been no, no interest in, <laughs> in figuring out if that's, there's a problem with it or not. If you're trying to reach us, yeah, try to reach us. Give, give us a shot. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Uh, Libby Might work. Always at uh, sneakyvarmint.com and the Tumblr. That's right. Company Tumblr. And .net and org. Uh, and you can check out what's going on with my writing and appearances at fairdig.com and on Tumblr at fairdig.tumblr.com and on Twitter at fair underscore dig because some jerk took the other one. Whatever. It's just cyber squatting. Those cyber squatters. As, like, like, like cyber hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. Cyber billies. <laughs> cyber billies. <laughs> That's going to be the new awful like genre after steampunk. <sighs> cyber billy. I don't know. Steampunk's pretty bad. Cyberbilly might actually be kind of cool. Cyberbilly, well, Cyberbilly certainly would be new. <laughs> certainly would be have the cachet that's yeah. Oh, get off my land! And he's all like, like got a metal monocle, targeting reticle for his. I think old that's shotgun. Really adventure hour. <laughs> pretty much. I think that's pretty much Cyberbilly. Which uh, Mark Evan Jackson, speaking of uh, thrilling adventure hour, on uh, on the Parks and Rec. Yeah, I saw. I saw. The man who taught me how to bow, tie a bow tie shamed me. <laughs> <clears throat> um, always good to see him getting work. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's good to see anybody getting work in this economy. That's right. I don't Obama. Know. Yeah. Obama's America. Yeah. Go back to where is he supposed to be from? Uh, Canada. Hawaii. <laughs> they're, they're both foreign countries, but. <laughs> Anyway, I don't even know. I don't even know where he's supposed to be from, where the fake people think he's supposed to be from. The fake people think he's from Kenya. Kenya, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say Nigeria, but that's where the 419 scams come from. Right. I chop your dollar. So, until I chop complete my Cyberbilly <laughs> novel, I am Brody Foster Hubbard. I remain Gene George. I'm Libby Ward. And we're going to take you out with this song by Hickey. I think the reason will make much sense. Uh uh-huh.